Hey guys, it's Keith. And this is Jesse. And his new player has joined a podcast about the video games people love and why they love and them. And today we're talking about all of your favorite drug-related... We did not talk about sex that much. That is surprising. Cyber, cyberpunk, what we're talking about today. We're, we're talking, talking about, about the, the cyberpunk genre. genre. I'm talking about Cyberpunk 277 that's eventually coming out. Uh, it's a lot about sexual... Rele- like, uh... It's the commodification of sexual uh, of sexuality, and it's the dehumanization of sexuality. Like right. everybody in every kind of cyberpunk, everything has a relationship with a thing that's not actually human. There's even there's a fucking joke in uh, Demolition Man. Oh, is about there? that where Sylvester Stallone and Sandra Bullock are gonna are gonna have sex, and she puts on like this head thing, like cone heads, and he's like, "I thought we were gonna do it the old fashioned way," and she's like, "Ugh, that's disgusting." So, which I mean, it's very funny to hear Sandra Bullock say it to Sylvester Probably like, why are they shouting about sex up top? It's because cyberpunk has a lot to do with sexual exploration. we just didn't talk about it. And we just didn't talk about it. So we're talking about it So we're talking about it now. It's part of it, and it's huge. There. There there you go. There. And now that we've gotten that out of the way, let's jump into the non-sexual conversation. (laughs) Let's do it. This is New Players Join. We're doing stuff. We've both got our computers up in front of us, which means a lot of information is going to be thrown around. Yeah, that's the sense I was getting. So, I guess we'll just jump into it because we're already talking about not like because we're not talking about a specific game today, but we are talking about a specific game that's coming out. Yep, and the genre surrounding it. it. And now this is a genre, right, Keith? Go ahead. Sorry. Hey, everybody! We're new players joining podcast. Are you new? Are, are you a new person listening to this? <laughs> you can't. Are you I, new? Okay. How this, did you find us? <laughs> this is a this is a bad sales pitch to be like. No one is new to this. Nobody would ever just listen to our show. But they totally would. I know. It's like a weird. We've been doing that. Imagine forever. somebody walking into a restaurant and sitting down, and you don't give them a menu, and you're like, "What'd you like?" And they're like, "I haven't seen a menu." You're like, "The fuck? Where'd you come from?" <laughs> Most alienating intro we could possibly do. You go to one restaurant forever, every single day, or whatever it is, and you go in, and somebody's like, I don't know what any of this is. You'd be like, who are you? Do you? <laughs> are you an order the same thing at the restaurant every time kind of guy? If if it's yes and no. Yeah. If it's a great restaurant, yeah. sure, I'll get other stuff. But if like you make one thing that's like way better than your other stuff... <laughs> I'm gonna just, I'm just gonna get that. Sometimes I go into restaurants. I'm like, "How is this dish?" And the waiter will be like, "Not my favorite." And I'm yeah. like, "Why do you guys have this on the menu?" I don't. I, I, I really, I really don't know. That's what we're talking about. We're today. talking, we're about, talking food about food and waitresses and, and waiters and the whole thing. No, we're talking about uh, subgenre. We're talking about knives genre. We're talking about cyberpunk games. Yes. Okay. And when I brought this up to you. Even I thought about it because I was like, let's talk about cyberpunk games. Mm-hmm. And then when I pitched it to you, there was this look on your face. And the moment I saw you look, my brain lit up too, where I was like, we don't know any just games in cyberpunk. But yeah. then when you look up the definition of cyberpunk, you're like, oh, so many games it's, are cyberpunk. It's interesting because because obviously Cyberpunk 2077 is coming out. Yes. And, uh, you know, they've they been releasing videos. We were watching one earlier. And yeah, it looks fucking crazy and incredible and interesting. 
and uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. But cyberpunk as a style, yeah, is so interesting, and it seems like it'd be so up my alley. The okay. the uh, the kind of archetypical characters that are in it, the archetypical villains and plots that are in it, it's very much my wheelhouse. Yeah, but a lot of cyberpunk games have come out on PC, is what I found. Right. And so there are a couple really big ones mm-hmm. that uh, that are on consoles that I would be likely to play, but a lot of it is like kind of on the DL. These mm-hmm. games are great, right? Which makes sense for the genre. But and then there are games that you play that you're like, oh, I guess I just wouldn't consider that. Like Metal Gear is a cyberpunk game, right. and Final Fantasy VII is a, cyber a cyberpunk game. game. I wouldn't say. I don't think Final Fantasy VIII is a cyberpunk game. So let's like talk about the genre. So. What a defined version of a cyberpunk game is, mm-hmm. is low quality of life, high technology. So when people think of cyberpunk, I think they think like bright lights mm-hmm. and neons and jackets. Like they think of Blade Runner. Yes. They think of like, uh, they think of Fifth Elements. Like it has to look like that. And it's like, no, it just has to have high technology, low quality mm-hmm. of life. That's what a cyberpunk game is. And Cyberpunk 27.7 is coming out. It's all the rage, everyone's talking about it, it's going to come out on everything, people are looking forward to it, it's going to be the new Grand Theft Auto, and one of the games that I'm even going to talk about today stopped, for my, at least my thinking, is because of Cyberpunk 2077's coming out, but yeah. we're going to talk today about Cyberpunk games, Cyberpunk genres, what yep. we liked, what we didn't like, and then just kind of getting everybody all amped up, because I think in like less than a, no, like in a month the game comes out. I, I want to say because... The, the definition you used broke it down completely. Mm-hmm. Um, the definition that I found was about the genre, not as not about as gaming, but about as media that, that introduced it to a few other things. And it was the juxtaposition uh, with a degree of a breakdown of radical change in social order. And it was all rooted in new wave science fiction movements from the 70s and 60s, where everybody was talking about drug culture, technology, and the sexual revolution. Sex. Yeah, sexual revolution's while huge. While avoiding the utopian tendencies that earlier science fiction works introduced, which I thought was... Because this is counterculture at this point, when, yeah, it's, when cyberpunk here's is introduced. all the drugs, yes. fuck whatever you want to have sex with, mm-hmm. like do all, just everybody can do whatever they want, but you won't have health care, you yeah. won't have anything, we it won't was, take care of you. Because there was all this like, oh, the future's going to be amazing look at this look at that and this was a bunch of writers who went that's not how the world works there's always two different worlds right and cyberpunk is the grunge underbelly listen if if we're talking about uh these writers and we're talking final fantasy the plate on midgar where everybody lives on the top level that's what everybody was writing about and cyberpunk writers are like what's underneath that pizza yeah that's the slums it's uh in real time you guys have seen it and it doesn't scream cyberpunk but black mirror Every yeah. Black Mirror episode is a cyberpunk episode. It's got a it's little bit Just to like, it. look at this amazing thing we can all do, but yet everyone's miserable mm-hmm. and sad, and life isn't the way it should be, and there's all these things that we could fix because we have technology, but we won't. So we're going to go through some games. We're going to talk about them. Um, and I'll start off with one, because like you said, it's a lot of PC games. It is. So it's going to be a lot of games that Jesse probably didn't pick up. This is fair. But I did pick a lot of console games. So the first one I'm going to talk about is a PC game. It's called Cloudpunk. And Cloudpunk, and you, people might I have seen this name. online, where you literally just do deliveries and you drive around the cyberpunk city. It's an indie game. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. The story is fantastic. It's $19. So if you're to the point right now where you're like, oh, I really feel like a cyberpunk whatever, or like I'm in yeah. that zone or whatever, check this out. Um, I know a lot of games now 
are leaning towards a cyberpunk thing because let's be honest, it's kind of where we are right now. It is. As a we society, we're we can go there. on our phone right now and what? We can I can literally right now, mm-hmm. I can go on my phone. And this is gross and disgusting where you guys like think about it. Yeah. I could get drugs, a prostitute, f- food, like any, I can get fucking anything. If you went, on your phone right now, you can probably get uh, a semi automatic rifle. Yeah. I could, table. I can buy a car on my phone. Mm-hmm. I can buy a house on my phone. Yeah. I don't get to really have any of these things. Yeah. I'm just saying I there's all these possibilities. I don't have to talk to a doctor anymore. I can just get drugs wherever now. Yep. Therapist. I don't have to go see a therapist. I can just go on my fucking phone. Like everything's just on your fucking phone. Yeah. And all these crazy technologies or whatever. But we can't go see a doctor. Right. <laughs> so, like, so we're already approaching so we're already the cyberpunk there, world. Basically. Mm-hmm. And if you look at Back to the Future, we are definitely there. There's yep. aren't just because there aren't hover cars doesn't mean we aren't there already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Cloudpunk, awesome game. Really, when I think we look at it, people just think like it's like, oh, this is like a simulation driver. Because it's like, it's literally like the fifth element if you're just making deliveries and you're going to story and you're going inside and you're just kind of discovering yeah. a city. But it looks beautiful. It's wonderful. Do you know what the story's about in that game? Um, it's about, essentially, it's like I haven't gone deep into it since yeah. she started this character. And you start to like meet people, and it's essentially like you're a drug delivery driver, but you're not like allowed to look what's inside. Okay. So it's kind of like you're this seedy underworld, which yes. is every cyberpunk game, which it, is like everybody's kind of doing illegal shit all the time. There's a theme in cyberpunk media that I've noticed, which is like it's not just that it's seedy, it's that you get yourself into trouble when you look in the direction of the seedy. Like, also, you're everything's in this game. anti-authority. Yeah. Everything's anti-authority. But you're in this game, and you're like, I'm a drug deliverer. Cool. What's in the package? I can't look. What happens if you look? All hell breaks loose. Right. Like, that's the kind of vibe. I actually, I get that vibe as well from um, Hotline Miami, where it's just like, there's a pure behind the curtain, and it kind of ruins the, the facade, and now your life is over. Well, that's a lot of cyberpunk stuff, which is fun to watch. Driver, I think it is. With what's his face? Yeah, Jason with Ryan Statham? Gosling. No, Jason. Oh, no, oh God. Oh, no, Drives with Ryan Gosling. Driver. Is it? I don't know what the name of The Jason Statham one, because that's also just like a regular plot where he's like this amazing bank driver, all this sure. sort of shit. And they're like, don't ever look at the package. He's like, I never look at the package. Yeah. I don't care. And the package moved, and it was a human. And it was like the first, and it was like, that's where the movie yeah. takes off. Where he's like, I'm not fucking delivering well, a person. Even the new Blade Runner, uh, becomes an issue when Ryan Gosling's character starts asking questions. Right. It's Everything all just is like, like, just don't ask. You're a cog. You're a cog. You're a cog. Don't ask. Things clearly should be easier, can be easier. We have the capable possibilities. That's, yeah. I think, the thing that makes everything so upsetting is that, like, in the past times, it's like, we don't have any of these capabilities to do any of these things. Now we do, but we're not going to give people access to them without making tons of money or destroying fucking yeah. everything, basically. Um yeah. And if you want to go into your first game. Yeah, uh, my first game is one that I played in its entirety, uh, Transistor. Oh, okay. Now, if anybody's heard me talk about Bastion or if they know Bastion, Transistor is the cyberpunk follow-up from that gaming company. So they mm-hmm. went from fantasy to cyberpunk. Very interesting game, uh, futuristic cyber city, where it opens with a man who has been stabbed through the chest with this huge sword that looks like a computer chip right it's got that usb port kind of vibe to it and his life force his voice like his being has been absorbed by this weapon and so now it's carried around by this woman 
who is communicating with this guy who's now living in the sword. Ooh. Yeah, very cool. And it's all about like obtaining powers as you use the weapon. It's a it's a cool battle system. It's an interesting story. It's a Frank Sinatra sword from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Is that what it is? Okay. Yeah, and you can uh, and you can fire very offensive Native American bullets in the. <laughs> oh air. my God! Yeah, you forgot about that oh, part of the movie. Were they all Native? One was Native American. One. The rest of them were like the rest of them were cops were, and robbers. They were drunk uh, prospectors and shit. And then <laughs> yeah, it's uh, don't look at cartoons. From 1970 past, don't don't look, look at, at cartoons. Don't, just now. don't look at cartoons. Barely look at cartoons. Ugh, okay, there's sorry. Lot, there's a lot of racism, but but yeah, the the back to transistor. Great game, uh, very interesting. Uh, really touching story when all is said and done, because it ends up being kind of like a love story and a reuniting story. But and this is one of the many themes in cyberpunk that starts to pop up. There's kind of a in this case, it's not global because it's an indie game, so it's just a city. But it is uh, a conspiracy by a group of very powerful, rich individuals. Mm-hmm. And so we this is the first inkling that I start to get as I was going through my stuff about like, oh yeah, cyberpunk as a genre is almost exclusively about wealth getting out of hand, mm-hmm. corporations and governmental, governmental entities being like, we can do whatever the fuck we want to anyone we want at any time which is kind of like what you're saying we're in the cyberpunk thing your phone is listening to you right now all the time all the time and we're all aware of it yep. and we're all kind of like whatever and we all kind of move on and there's that uh there's that kind of cyberpunk in minority report mm-hmm. right that like you have to change your eyes because these things will come and scan you and right it's terrible and awful we've reached a point there's all these things that happen in life with development and technologies and there aren't announcements. You know what I mean? Aren't announced. There's nobody going to announce everything you liked is no longer have a per- there's no longer has a purpose to any yeah. of us in society. The whole point of society now is data, right? Yeah. So like I came up with this great idea. It's Indiana Jones, this guy or whatever. Like he makes this. Oh, I came up with a great video game, which was with Mario and blah. Like, that's no longer the thing. Yeah. The thing is making shit. And finding out what does Keith or Jesse like. Yes. That's how you make the money. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. what product you make anymore. It does not matter. Yeah. It's what it's data. What is Keith listening to? What is Jesse listening to? What are they talking about? Yeah. How do we buy how do we make more Carolines for Keith? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's the vibe. Like that, but that's yeah. everything. They're collecting information on all of us. And that was the Fortnite thing. And everybody's like, it's a free game. It's like, it's free, but they get to know about you. Yeah. And like, whenever a product is free, you are the product. Yeah, I just don't. This is, you people, we all need to go to the woods. All of us need to go to the woods. Um, If you haven't played Transistor, I recommend it. I like Bastion more. Mm -hmm. This, This is the problem I have with a lot of cyberpunk games, is that I love the cyberpunk world so much. But there are there aren't as many games like fantasy. People will people have done that to death, right? And so there's amazing games. Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk 2077 might become the genre defining game. I think it will be, yeah. Uh, because I mean, like you were saying, there's a quest in that game where it's like go find the best burrito in the city. Yeah, I I I've it's act- expansive. I've actively 
done the thing where I like want to know, but also don't want to know because I want to see everything for the first time. I want everything to be new. I want everything to like be special. But even like the memes we joked about in the last episode about like Grand Theft Auto. I was like, this game literally just like, all right, we'll make a Grand Theft Auto game. Yeah. Um, The game I'm going to talk about next is a game I played and is a Square Enix game. You haven't played it. Okay. It's on console. Uh, Deus Ex. Oh, yeah. No, Deus Ex is a huge... So, there's, there's, it's an entire series. Yeah, Deus Ex is a monstrous, massive thing yeah. that just... It's a mostly PC groups, people that play it. Yeah, because it started on understand. PC, right? Yeah, but it's a Square... Squaresoft, I think, made the first one. That would make sense. Um, And... My, I think they put this on hold to make the Avengers. <laughs> and people, and they said, like, hey, we're not going to make this game anymore because the Avengers is coming out. We're too busy. My conspiracy thing, yeah, me. Cyberpunk, so let's go. I think Cyberpunk 277 was coming out and they went, never mind. Yeah, and they were, we're going to get trashed. Deus Ex, um, and I know probably some of you were like huge fans of it. Um, Deus Ex is essentially what Cyberpunk is because what it is is you start off as like this detective you're in a cyberpunk city there's mm-hmm. rpg elements to it you graze up with like bullets you can or you're at fighting you can do stealth you can do technology Just, like so it's all kind of the same shit yeah. but 20 the cyberpunk 277 was an actual like novel it's like an actual like story right. that they're taking and turning into a video game essentially the, do you know the story from the original deus ex no it's it goes back there's like it's like a hundred it's a hundred years of stories, right? Dude, it's fucking bonkers. In the first Deus Ex game, they talk about Area 51 and the Illuminati in the same wow. plot point. <laughs> like, it is... The original, we want to get the conspiracy theory people on our, like, it, on this badly. It was so... I mean, listen, it's great. It, it feels very ahead of its time, but that fucking game has so much going on with it it has so many hilariously on the nose plot points at this point i think there was like a world trade towers thing is in the original <laughs> i'd like there's so i might be thinking of another game and but it's, there's so much it's really cool because this game was ahead of its time yes in my opinion you could like uh when you you could do the um la noir thing you can like really grill people yeah. when you're like studying them get them to lie to you and you can catch them in lies and things like that and then you go into playing a game so it's like blade runner with shooters like it's on paper i'm like yeah this should have been like this is what cyberpunk Just, i i is. have one of the deus ex games on my playstation i haven't played it yet but uh the reason i hadn't because I, I like tried to get into it and the reason i couldn't when these games were first coming out was because i was like this is metal gear solid to me because i saw yeah. the, like you can do stealth you can do violent like you like you can approach this any way you want and i was like i feel like i've done this before which is a problem that happens to like gamers like you and me which is just kind of like if i've done this it takes this experience yeah. away from me like you could come up with the best idea ever you're like i came with the greatest video game the gameplay is phenomenal what's it about All right these two guys take a ring all the way across the map to so this lord of the rings so it's Lord of the Rings. No. <laughs> <laughs> so Make it's like it's a bracelet. How? Come on. So it's like this feeling of like, oh, we've done this. I've already done this, and yeah. I can get into Deus Ex because I didn't like the main character. Oh, oh, fuck! What's his name? It's like JC or something. He's too 
abrasive and aggressive. Yeah. For me, I don't know what it was when I was doing the inter- interrogation scenes. He would just talk so seriously all the time to whoever he's talking to. Yeah. And I was just like, eh. Like, back it off a tick. Yeah. Because <laughs> looking at Blade Runner, everybody's like subdued and yes. quiet and in control. And I was like, this guy seems like dramatic. So there there are two. I, I get this not just in cyberpunk, but in any big genre game okay. or media. There's two ways to do it, and there's the way that happens at first where everybody is so over the top. Right. And this is a superhero movie thing through and through, where you go back and you watch the original X-Men, and I can't watch it. I find it to be unwatchable because This is like the early 2000s version, all that shit? Yes. Okay. And I find all that stuff to be unwatchable because everybody's just like, I'm a superhero. What's your deal? I'm this superhero. What's your deal? And now you get to a superhero movie today, and it's like... Watch the way that Hugh Jackman speaks in Logan. Well, okay, and you have to you have to make sure that you have a definitive line. Yeah, between Logan and those three other Wolverine movies are fucking terrible. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's the thing. Eventually, a genre in the in the same generation will fold back in on itself and become kind of a uh, a criticism of itself. Right. And so, cyberpunk movies when they first come out are like. Big, loud, in your face. Everybody's acting over. Like, Fifth Element is a preposterous movie. Okay, so here's. We should talk about this because in Cyberpunk 2077, the new game coming out, it is a hokey. Yes. Weird. It's like on purpose while simultaneously not on purpose. It's kind of intentionally bad acting, it feels like. It is and it isn't. Like, I know what you're saying. There's definitely parts of Fifth Element that are like cringy. Yeah. But when uh, Chris Tucker walks on screen, I'm yeah. like, I'm. He's I'm doing in, it. I'm in love with that character. Yeah. And that's the thing. <laughs> it's like preposterous. So you kind of have to find the middle ground. Uh, but but a lot of these genres go through a transformation over time where they start big because they're like, that's part of the genre. Mm-hmm. In this world, that's how people act. They right. just act that way. Yeah. It's and, go ahead. Sorry. Well, and then you see the transformation over time of the audience being like. It seems like it's all the same thing, though. So and then have, the movie makers are like, oh, okay, well, let's subdue it. Let's so it's like it. you're saying, we have like the Blade Runner, mm-hmm. soft talking, yeah. in control, but like that sort of thing, like everything's kind of crazy and horrible. Mm-hmm. And then you have the, let's get naked and dance and do drugs, but the drugs are like some space moon thing yeah. or whatever the fuck, and you're in some underground CD world or whatever the bullshit it's it's interesting it just feels like different director styles you know who who was the guy that did uh the newest blade runner movie with gosling oh, i don't know his name he's doing dune a villanueva yes or whatever yes. and oh, by the way one of my favorite new house is the, I, it, did i just say new house villanueva, villanueva. Yeah, you, yeah i think you did <laughs> new house it's new house entertainment it's villanueva <laughs> uh yeah but it's that movie was he, so fucking He does good. very subdued, oh. very grounded, and I love that about him, but that's like the work he does. And you you juxtapose that with something like Minority Report. Yeah. Or, God, what are the other, like, uh, cyberpunk... I feel like there's one that's, like, right in front of me that I'm not... That I'm forgetting. Blade Runner and... Uh, I don't... The one, that, the one that was, like, the biggest critical hit initially was Judge Dredd. With, uh... I think Sylvester Stallone was the he was lead in that. He was. Oh my! Sorry, it's 
It's one of my favorite uh, Onion articles about all the Supreme Court justices mm. seeing Judge Dredd the same night, and then every <laughs> time they make a decision, they just break into a course of, I'm the law, I'm the law. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm looking at the movies. <laughs> I love that RoboCop is cyberpunk. The Matrix has some of that to it, but I wouldn't. I would give that Matrix uh, is cyberpunk science fiction as well on top of it. Because no, there's science fiction and then there's cyberpunk, right? Yeah. Cyberpunk is the world. Science fiction is like I'm going to create a monster in my normal world. So Frankenstein's monster is science fiction, right? Cyberpunk, and you think of the Matrix, you think of just Keanu walking around. It is absolutely cyberpunk when they are when they are not in the matrix they are it's in life. the system exactly. it's all a computer it's like that's futuristic whatever shit and then you go back yeah. to your normal life which is horrible exactly and, and whatever that's the thing that's and i want to talk about blade runner blade runner 1997 pc game i played as a kid one of those games where you kind of like just do things you don't really know what you're doing yes but i play this game so much it was so much fun it's a big game it's a point and click puzzle game you go interview people you go talk mm-hmm. to people you go take down synths and shit like that but i if you haven't seen blade runner the new one go see blade runner um even the old one is super serious yeah. and stuff like that um, i i um so this is what i think happened what because all of these games are pc and a lot of them are point and click and I think that the original Blade Runner came out. And that's kind of like, to me, that is the definitive cyberpunk, like, this is the genre. Right. That's what, that's what I think about. I think yeah. Fifth Element, I think of Blade Runner. But because Blade Runner came out decades ago, all these video games, as a result, came out after Blade Runner being like, this is a cool genre. Let's explore this. Right. But back then... What, there's not going to be any cyberpunk game on the fucking NES. Graphically, it's hard to compete, right? Yeah. You have lots of, lots of, just lights yeah. and just glam, right and there. you're showing a lot. It's interesting because it's neon and it's dark. Right, it's neon and it's dark, just back and forth. And so PC lends itself to that with point-and-click adventures way more than consoles do at the time. And so it feels like we got this explosion of cyberpunk games on computers. And it never fully moved on to consoles until recently. Yeah. So I think that's where it comes from, where it's like all these cyberpunk games came out for PC way back when, when the genre kind of burst onto the scene of American mainstream consciousness. Now, there's a game that people probably haven't played, but they all know it's Grand Theft Auto 2, which is a cyberpunk game. Is it? But they don't really stay on it being cyberpunk. Like, they don't like talk about how this is a cyberpunk game happens in the future all these dark mysterious things are going on never even played grand theft Auto. so grand theft auto 2 this was right before they went to uh third person this is all bird's eye view this is everything so this is a game like i was playing i played the first one i played two and then i played like a british grand theft auto of like bird's eye views i don't like me not realizing (laughs) i've played like all the Grand Theft Autos. What's the name of the British Grand Theft Auto? I'll have to look it up. Because I'm just imagining like... It was the 70s. Trolley Whackers, isn't it? Honestly, that's, it was in the 70s, and it's kind of that vibe. I imagine you going to the wrong side of the car over and over and pulling out nobody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd, there are... What I like about this genre is that people have gotten pretty creative with it. Um... I found this game. I haven't played this game, but I found this game, and its title is VA-11 Hall-A. And all it is is you're a bartender in a cyberpunk bar, 
and you have to mix people's drinks appropriately. Otherwise, they won't stick around and talk to you. Oh, interesting. So all you are as a bartender trying to be like the ear that people rely on. Ah. And the more and the better you are at the drinks, the more the story you get, the more you get to tie everything together. But it's literally just like you see a person come up. It's first person. Mm-hmm. You see the drink ingredients. You have to make it accordingly. And it's all just cyberpunk storylines, cyberpunk kinds of ingredients. Right. Kind of, very cool. Shit that I've like... We've gotten very creative with gaming in this way mm-hmm. where we're now doing, and this is something that you know I wonder about in a lot of genres, we go away from the main path of the genre and we find the mundane in life. You know, Nobody's hanging out at the Shire to be like, what's it like farming here? We're all following Frodo and Sam. But in this game, we're literally just sitting in the bar going, what happens if we're nobodies? Yeah. What happens if we're unimportant minor characters and we just get to hang here and do whatever? Which are all thoughts we love to have when we're trying to break away from reality. <laughs> <laughs> what, it, is, it is a funny thing whenever we talk genre to be like, oh, I'd be this, I'd be that. It's like, nah, you'd be the same thing. You'd just be like wearing brighter colors. Yeah, you're just like, I am not comfortable. You just have a long leather trench coat. <laughs> And you'd still be podcasting. So, talking about PC games, going way back in the day, this game called Hacker. Hacker? You know about Hacker? I know the name of it. Hacker was like the biggest fucking game in the 80s. It was on everything. It was like the biggest game on the Atari, I believe. And essentially what it starts out as is you break into, you're a hacker who's breaking into this company's website. You have Mm -hmm. to figure out what the password is. And once you figure out what the password is, then you have to be able to tell them what this robot is. Once you figure out what the robot is and you can explain who it is, you take control of the robot. Okay. So you're just constantly hacking more and more into like this world enterprise yeah. that's like going to another ha- huge corporation that yes. you're trying to take down which is just uh, which is everything just leaning towards that it's wo- low quality of life somebody trying to take away this uh-huh. person or this company that's destroying fucking everything in the original deus ex you're really just going after like this trillionaire guy yeah. who's funding everything every single every single one fifth element like, fifth yeah. elements aliens you have to like try to stop the big corporate dude who yes. sells all the weapons and all that shit it's all corporations run amok which I don't know if uh, Project Red thought about this when they when they started making this game, or they were just like corporate America is out of fucking control. I think it's just I think it's the same thing with a uh, guy who made um, what's the uh, what's the movie? It's a Korean movie that was really good. Was oh, um, Parasite. Parasite. He's like it's everybody. It's yeah. like worldwide. Capitalism's yeah. evil. <laughs> That's all of his movies, by the way. Yeah, just everything. Everything yep. is just corporate. It is called Cyberpunk Jesse. Well, we're going to figure out who Jesse is in this cyberpunk Oh, this world. is going to be so sad. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to figure out who you are, your friends, your life, sure. everything there is to know. First thing, Jesse, okay. who are you? And I'm giving you some options. If you have, think of something better, please throw it out. But the options I'm giving you right now is think- dr- drug runner, uh-huh. Okay. Uh, murder athlete, murder. <laughs> You're like on a game show and you murder people yeah. and people like are aware. It's like a thing that's just like accepted. Yeah. It's like the UFC where I'm like, oh, we're so close. 
We are so uh, close. <laughs> I I can already tell you that Drug Runner is out because there's too much anxiety in that. Mm-hmm. Because there are too many things that could go wrong. I'm not done yet. Uh, uh, I know, but I want to tell you that if I choose this mm-hmm. murder option, yeah. the name of the game show is uh, Sledgehead. And it's just very, like, the way you lose is that somebody takes a sledgehammer to your head. <laughs> Sledged that head. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Shirtless dancer guy who's addicted to floppy disks or whatever. <laughs> In this way, already with that one, it's not that it's a drug thing. Yeah. It's not that it's a thing people are normally addicted yeah. to. I just really like them. <laughs> And I collect them, but nobody gets it. So they're just like, he's addicted to floppy disks or whatever. Like, nobody knows how to talk about this dumb collection I have. Uh. I'm like a 48-year-old man who collects rocks, <laughs> but not like actual ge- like geological stuff. I'm just like, I have a rock tumbler. And so people are just like, all right, this guy's addicted to like shiny rocks uh, or something. Or just a janitor. Which, are they around? <laughs> The rocks? Yeah, the rocks are everywhere. No, ja- are janitor, do you think janitors exist? You think they, you think there's one janitor? I think that uh, janitors always exist because even though we have the technology for them not to exist, we like separating people oh, in yeah. manual labor. I love it. Love it. Society loves having a manual labor to look down. I it's ask the worst. everybody how much money they make, and then I tell them where they can sit at the table. <laughs> Well, as a host, that is your job. <laughs> um, Ooh, you're too poor to be next to Ben. Um, I don't. I don't have a nice, a nice enough physique to be a shirtless dancer at like a real club. Mm-hmm. But I do love the idea. Of these being, guys look good. They're addicted to floppy disks. That or doesn't whatever. mean anything. <laughs> I do love the idea of being a shirtless dancer at uh-huh. like a dive bar. Yeah, all good. Where where like people are like you're pale and you have a farmer's tan somehow in the future. <laughs> We don't know what that's about. And it looks like you eat too many carbs. And I'm just like in a cage like, you nailed me. Hey, you guys got any floppy disks? There's at least one drunk girl who wandered into that bar who's like, I need to be him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what is that? That girl's got like a real half basic name, half robot name. Mm -hmm. Like... Bethenda. Bethenda? <laughs> Bethenda XX17. Jesse, what would you be? I'd be the shirtless addict. <laughs> Not I'd the murderer a... athlete? No, murderer I mean, athlete. Listen, I wish I would be that cool, but I I would not I would not have the confidence to uh, to audition for Sledgehead. Oh. So instead, I would dance in a cage at some bar called like Devoid or something, some like terrible. There's so much content on that time that if you said I don't want to audition for Sledgehead, I'll be like, is that like a, is that like American Idol? Like it's, I have no idea what that is. It is a show that you go on to be the Sledgehammer guy in a different <laughs> show. The audience votes for who sledges the best heads. Yeah, and then the winner of Sledgehead <laughs> gets to go on, gets to go on Murder Question. <laughs> Which is just a show where they ask you a question, oh. and it's a subjective question. That's the real thing. The question is subjective. They'll be like, what's your favorite color? And somebody's like, green. And the audience will be like, mm, I think he answered that wrong. Sledge, Sledge his head. head. All right. So I'm dancing in a bar. All right, Jesse, where do you live? Coca-Cola City? Mm-hmm. Yankee Island? <laughs> Detroit. <laughs> and I just changed the names to represent... 
where they are. You mm-hmm. know, Coca-Cola cities, Atlanta, Yankee Islands, you know. Manhattan or Yonkers. Just anywhere in America. <laughs> so it's three choices on this three one? Cho- you could choose anything. I was more me being like, where would you go? Oh, uh... Because in my head, they all just kind of look the same. Yeah, it's all basically the the same deal with all of them, just... Signs glowing everywhere, terrible living conditions. Sidewalks are ugly. Sidewalks are ugly. And there's all of this, like, Americana 1950s nostalgia propaganda ads. Depends on what you're thinking about. Because when I think of cyberpunk, I think of uh, Blade Runner, which has a lot of Japanese propaganda. So it's, like, different. (laughs) I'd probably live somewhere in the state of Cheetos, Ohio. Cheetos? Uh, Cheetos, Ohio. Mm -hmm. Which is just Cheetos Bot, Ohio. Mm -hmm. Uh... And let's see, I probably live in uh, like Lipton, Cincinnati, mm-hmm. uh, and I would be this terrible. Di- I would. Uh, that's exactly what I would be. I would be in Cheetos, Ohio, and Lipton, in Lipton, Cincinnati, being a terrible fucking dancer at a dive bar who's addicted to, addicted to floppy disks. I am in the saddest place in one of the saddest states, doing one of the saddest jobs possible. Well, let's make it sadder. Who are you dating? Sheila, the night dancer with robot legs. Mm-hmm. Bonga, the crash landed alien who has great taste. Or single because everything sounds horrifying? Here's the thing. Yeah. It's not because everything sounds horrifying. I'm just single because I have this floppy disk thing, and it keeps scaring every woman away. I keep being like, hey, are you into floppy disks? And they're like, that thing that went extinct hundreds of years ago? And I'm like, they're not extinct. I have them. There's just no way to use them. So Jesse is single. All right. What is your backstory? Ex-soldier who went AWOL. Mm -hmm. A detective who went AWOL. (laughs) Or a father who definitely knows a thing or two about going AWOL. Okay, so I'm definitely an ex-soldier. They mm-hmm. say I went AWOL, but they just politely asked me to leave. <laughs> I was not very good. I'm at- out of here. That's what we're asking. Yeah. <laughs> they forced me out, and I was like, you better not come after me. And they're like, we won't. <laughs> they hated me because every time we were in basic, right. people would be like, where are you from? And I'd be like, I'm from Limpton, Cincinnati. How- do you guys like floppy disks? <laughs> and they fucking despised how annoying I was. I'm realizing what the funniest thing to say to a cop now initially is finally caught me. <laughs> 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 Looks like they finally got me. You're just no, or just you were just you jaywalked. Just you imagine you. handing your license and registration calmly to a cop and going, You'll never take me alive. <laughs> <laughs> Roll up the window. Yeah. <laughs> But still, he has your license and registration. Uh, lizard, okay. You're just saying lizard. That's no, no, all no. you said. No, no, no. This is, uh, these are, all right, this is your absolute nemesis. Oh, okay. This is the whole game circled around. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Lizard man, who you insulted and roasted pretty good in front of his friends. Seems unlikely, given my low level of confidence. But let's say <laughs> you just had confidence that day. I just, I, I think more likely if I roasted him, it was by accident. I was trying to say something nice, and I said something that was cutting, and he doesn't oh, know it. You're like, what happened to the Geico lizard? It got huge or whatever, and everyone yeah. starts laughing. And I'm like, no, and you're like, literally, is, I'm, I'm worried about him. You look at him. It looks like those clothes don't fit. Everybody's just laughing, yeah. and you're like, I don't get it, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm concerned for this lizard man's health. And now your whole life is just trying to get away from the guy or night walker a vampire hybrid with a mall walker vibe very boring um, <laughs> or old landlord who you paid in cluster bucks or whatever and you never had one get good interaction with it's that landlord it's easily that landlord <laughs> 
it's a nice day today, right? That's yeah, fine. God damn, just yeah, can't wow. get anything out of you, can I? I just wanted so bad for this to work, and you just don't. Hey, I made you some. I made you some pasta sauce. Why? I don't. I don't know. I was just making some. I thought you could. I thought you needed extra. You think I can't cook for myself? <laughs> no, I just. I. I thought it'd be nice. Love and hate shit like that so much. <laughs> So much. You got a cute dog. It's not mine. How? Come on. We, we always talk about our buddy who went to meet his girlfriend's parents, and he's the most likable dude in the world. So nice. They made him coffee in the morning, and he was like, this is great coffee. And and their dad was like, I didn't make it. It's Folgers. Like, angrily. In, in his face. Oh. <laughs> he tried to just say Good coffee. Just good coffee. I was like, fuck off. I love that shit. Uh, okay, who is your sidekick? A trash can you gave a voice to who absolutely hates you. <laughs> it's that one. I can Ke already tell you it's that one. Keanu Reeves' brother named Wilbert. Do you know Wilbert's Hawaiian name? I didn't, <laughs> so I chose to put Wilbert down. Or a perverted rat with a raincoat who always has amazing advice. Like, it's oh. always, like, so, like, god damn, it's great. And he's like, hey, ladies, <laughs> And you're like, stop, stop. That's double-edged sword. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, listen, going with the theme of what I've set up, it's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely this trash can. You wouldn't can. do anything. You need to go to the woods in this cyberpunk world. I know. So I'm picking the rat, <laughs> but I'm telling you that Loki, the answer is this trash can, who, when I do his voice, he doesn't respect me. I'm in control of this imaginary character. I'm like... Hey, Lou, heard anything good lately on the news? And Lou's like, you fucking dipshit, I'm a trash can. Like, I know in my imagination that Lou hates me, but I'm picking the rat. That's because good. Because I, I want the rat to give me great advice that I'm too afraid to take. <laughs> I mean, you do it, you're going to die alone. Hey, check this dick out. Or whatever. <laughs> No, your mother was trying to say that she loves you. Not your dad, though. Oh, I'd fuck him in a heartbeat. This is a perverted fucking rat. Uh, what would be your uh, mode of transportation? The hover taxi from Fifth Element, the skateboard from Back to the Future, rollerblades. <laughs> Keith, you know the answer. Would it be rollerblades? Yes. <laughs> and the rat would be on my oh, shoulder. I and the whole time he'd just been like, you should have picked a hover taxi. Oh my hey, God. yo, over here, who wants to fuck this rat dick? And when he said it, he'd point to me, and I'd be like, that's hurtful. And he'd be like, let's be honest. I'm sorry. An unconfident person on rollerblades is the funniest thing in the world yeah. to me. There's because a I'm, I'm wearing wrist guards the entire time. <laughs> And I'm hunched over and like I'm falling, like I'm bracing yeah. my arms out, like at any second I'm going to fall forward. There's an eHarmony. Uh, oh my God, have you guys watching the eHarmony? Really quick. Do you have, have you guys seen the eHarmony commercials? Oh, the ones that are just all these. So fucking funny. Uh, the newest ones are just, I think it's it's either that or Christian Mingle. No, there it's eHarmony. So it's all <laughs> just like the incredibly if, attractive if you people. Think you saw a Christian Mingle's commercial? It was eHarmony. E <laughs> I'm just Which telling you I now. It's a Christian site. Well, because it's like tons of dudes doing crazy. They're like trash novel books, basically, and yeah. they're like, I'm sick of all playing this round or whatever. And yes. Caroline's like gay. Like yep. immediately like he's gay. Uh, but the thing was they show a woman rollerblading and you could tell that she's not wanting to rollerblade. So yeah. it's almost like somebody pushed her 
<laughs> into the shot, basically. It, oh. It's really funny because if you look at the ads for those uh, in those commercials, those women are exactly the same actors who are yeah. who are doing commercials for like phone sex ads. Yeah, they just put them in much nicer clothing, and then. <laughs> They just and say the like, craziest. Yeah, just same exact tone, same exact look into the camera, but then just do it like you're Christian. <laughs> That's all those commercials are. Anyway, yeah, I'd, I'd be on rollerblades, sadly. Be, okay, cool. Uh, th- what is your pet when you go home? A sentient monkey that doesn't get off the couch? A threatening parrot who threatens you? <laughs> a miniature lion. Not a cat. A miniature a lion. A miniature lion. Um, It's definitely the miniature lion and i have this weird thing where i'm like whenever my rat friend comes over the miniature lion has no interest in eating him they seem really tight but at night i wake up sometimes and i feel like the lion is sizing me up to see how many swallows it would take to kill me i think that's what the mini- i would want a miniature lion but there's all this part of me it's like it could kill me yeah it totally could kill me yeah absolutely like, i want it- one it does that nod to you whenever you see where it's just like gets gets the the chin up nod, mm-hmm. the one where it says, "I'm not intimidated by you." <laughs> every time, every time I see it, it doesn't growl, it doesn't purr, nothing. If I pet it, it does that thing where it like pulls its shoulder away from me, like "fuck you, get out of here." So Jesse's cyberpunk world is he's a shirtless dancer who's addicted to floppy disks mm-hmm. from Cincinnati, and he lived in Cincinnati. He's single, and he got kicked out of the military uh-huh um, but they wanted me out and your nemesis is your old landlord who you never had a good interaction with yeah yeah and your sidekick is a perverted rat with a raincoat it gives amazing advice yep i'm on roller you're blades. on rollerblades you have a miniature lion that could kill you i like to imagine that i put a leash like a harness on the miniature lion to take it outside to walk it even though it, do- it is highly intelligent it does not need this mm-hmm and I walk by my landlord. I'm like, hey, have you met my, my new miniature lion? And he's like, yeah, I don't, we, there's no cats allowed. <laughs> and I'm like, it's not a cat. It's a miniature lion. He's like, I'm going to need a $50 deposit. This has been Cyberpunk Jesse. Now, I don't. That's so weird. Because I think at, to that point, when you to the like, cyberpunk world, I definitely think they'd be bioengineering animals. Yeah. Like, here's a domesticated monkey. Here's a domesticated lion. Here's a yeah. domesticated whatever. We put human eyes on this animal so it won't fucking kill oh, us. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we put big fucking anime eyes on everything so it feels cuter so to you. It feels cuter. Um, I have a couple other games, but the one I want to talk about now, which is just hilarious to me, mm-hmm. Back to the Future 2. Yeah, that's a video game. So it's a video game, and it's hilarious because... Movies, everything, video games are just another part of some IP that needs to make more money. Yeah. That's the whole point of it. So they're like, we need to make a Back to the Future game. And they go, well, what does that mean? And they go, okay, we'll just pull from a bunch of different fucking video games. Yep, and we'll just and make put it, it one in video there. Game. It has Marty McFly punching women in their faces. What? Because it's like part Paperboy, part side-scroller. Where you like punch people and kick people. So it's got that like uh, double dragon kind of feel. Yeah, so it's like we're going to take all the elements that make a video game and we're just going to make it Back to the Future 2. It looks cool or whatever, but it's like that thing of just like, oh, right. This is technically cyberpunk. It looks cool or whatever is the funniest. Whenever you add or whatever to a compliment, it instantly becomes an insult. You look beautiful tonight or whatever. Do you think it's because... I've seen it done so lazily through so many different yes. ways that if something looks good, even though it's executed lazily, I'm like, it's still 
Looks good. We, I mean, this is the thing to me where it's, uh, we talked about the E.T. game and the guy who made it, and he was like, he pitched it to Steven Spielberg, and Spielberg was like, oh, I yeah, thought it was going to be like a Pac-Man thing. <laughs> and so he's, and he's like, no, it's an entire game of me. He's like, yeah, oh, or whatever, it's that's fine. That's so fucking funny in hindsight. It's the best. That's the, so funny. We're going to make a video game about E.T. All right, it's E.T. eating or whatever. Yeah, it was fucking good. <laughs> He eats Reese's Pieces. Fun fact about that movie, hmm. they went to M&M's, and they were like, we'd love to use you in this movie. And M&M's was like, yeah, sure. Pay us like a million dollars. Wait, they wanted to use M&M's in the movie? Well, because it's Reese's Pieces, right? The the famous thing where he leaves the trail for E.T. Ah. And, and M&M's was like, nah, yeah, you can do it, but you got to pay us a ton of money. And so they're like, all right. So they went to Reese's, and they were like, oh, well, yeah, do that for free. No problem. Isn't it hilarious? Because I think it's now switched. It's now it's like M&M's will pay you millions of dollars so you will put M&M's in the fucking movie. But that's the thing is like after that movie happened, yeah. sales of Reese's Pieces shot up through the fucking roof. Right. So that's probably yeah, what and the that's, change and was. And M&M was like, "Oh <laughs> fuck, we could have had we could have had an iconic scene in an iconic movie. What happened to us?" Um and then we have your game Jesse Final Fantasy 7. So, I have always considered and I guess I don't I don't think about this enough, that steampunk and cyberpunk have a ton of crossover. So steampunk is past. Yeah. You have to think in terms of past, present, and future. Yeah. And cyberpunk is supposed to be the future. Not way, way in the future. Enough for us to still, we can still tell it's our modern time, yeah. but things are a little bit different. And the thing with Final Fantasy VII is that it exists at times, if you're in Midgar... That is a steam or that is a cyberpunk game. If you're in Calm or like Wu Tai, that is now a steampunk game. If you go to the Rocket Town, it's a little bit of both. It's it is interesting because there's like extreme high technologies mm -hmm. with uh, the scientists and they're making all the shit. Kojo, there's yeah. magic and all this crap, like you're saying, and it's like hidden, but the rest of the world is just simple. Yeah, easy. I don't think that there's a single other place in the rest of the world that you can even the, call a the city. amusement park. The amusement park yeah. is like, oh, we are in cyberpunk yeah. world with all the holograms and all the shit, and it is just a representation of the economy and, of Midgar has fucking everything. And the way you get to the amusement park is through that bombed out town yeah. that Barrett grew up in, which is the best representation of amusement parks which is yes. usually the areas around amusement parks are fucking destroyed and terrible. Yeah, they're terrible and they're just economically Looking at you Orlando! <laughs> <laughs> and it's the only time we ever will. Oh boy, yeah, I no, wish. The the cyberpunk aspects of this especially in the remake actually they did a really good job showing the juxtaposition between the slums and the upper Everybody's plate. filled with trash all yeah. this shit. You can buy these expensive ass weapons or whatever. Yeah. Everything's got this feel of survival, and we're all in this together as a lower class. And then you get in the technology trainer thing. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, it's so weird. And I think that's what it does. And, like, people get confused about what's cyberpunk, what's not cyberpunk, what's steampunk. Because steampunk is literally, like, valves and steam coming out of you. Yeah. <laughs> it's every... Everything is a train. That's what steampunk it's is. It's like steampunk is like, oh man, you're in your flying device, but you also might get typhoid. <laughs> <laughs>
You just described the Penic- entirety of Wild Wild West. It's like penicillin doesn't exist, yeah. so you're probably going to die. Pen- penicillin doesn't exist, but we went to space in this steam bubble. <laughs> exactly. We made a gorilla talk, but we can't get an in- <laughs> we can't get an infection or breathe in mold. We made a gorilla talk is the saddest truth about all modern science. Well, that's like the most steampunk thing I think of. It's like, oh, we didn't make a human stronger. I just taught a gorilla to listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's a funny quote. Oh, Take boy. that out of context, please. Um, and then, uh, obviously, the one that uh, I love a lot is Metal Gear. Metal Gear 2. Is to me is more. It's metal, got more steampunk. Metal Gear, or cyberpunk rather. Metal Gear One has the ninja. It has the nanotechnology. Nanotechnology, but two is like, I think when it like started it, to be like does, weirder. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, by the end of two, you've got that guy who's like in an exoskeleton suit, who's just like some old dude fighting you on right. in the middle of Wall like Street. The technology or shouldn't be there, but it's clearly there. That game. I still, to this day, I have beaten that game, and I don't know what it's about. Yeah, I have no, I have no idea. It was about like snakes' love life, I guess. Very quickly at the end, they're showing like videos of some woman he was like in love with. I don't know. Man. I have no it's idea. I'm game. sorry if somebody but, wants to explain it to us. Don't. I don't want to hear it. But um, <laughs> even actually, Phantom Pain has some stuff because it's like the corporatization of military of mm. of, uh, of warfare and military, which and f- actually Metal Gear Four they do a lot of that too. There's a lot of cyberpunk in that series, although you wouldn't define it technically as a cyberpunk series. It's a it's a stealth warfare game that just happens to have it's it's like they took James Bond mm. and they made it cyberpunk. Like that's right. how it starts to feel towards like Metal Gear Four. Right. So you've got all of the like the corporations run amok, all of the money influencing the world. The country's been run by these people. Yeah, instead. it's all that Illuminati, like yeah. the Patriots. Who are the people really at the top? What's really happening? And it just goes like sci-fi. Cra- Metal Gear by the end is like this is every genre. Yeah, and I don't know why it works, but it kind of does. It's it's just repl- it. We have a connection to it from our society into what we think potentially could happen, or what yeah. the future is, or what's detrimental. And I think a lot of what these games are and what a lot of life is essentially is like this thing doesn't work. Mm-hmm. If a thing doesn't work, it's because somebody's taking advantage. Yeah. That's every single system. So it's like, oh, I can go get this. I can go make a droid my wife, or I could do this, or I could yeah. do that. I'm like, will you take the bullet out of my chest? No. no. Oh, well, then all this shit around me is like not yeah, worth it's useless. It. It's useless. If you if you can't climb the, the, the hierarchy of needs... And you can't just skip ahead to the top tier and be like, do you want like enlightenment? No, I have a fucking spear through my head. Yeah. I need help. I need basic amenities. There's no there's no food materia in Final Fantasy VII. Couldn't help notice that doesn't yeah. exist. There's no feed. <laughs> Keith, I made a game for you, and okay. it's a this or that, and I don't even know. I, I just wanted to do something fun for myself. Okay. I went back and I looked at all of the titles of famous... Um, Famous novels, famous cyberpunk novels. Oh, Jesus. You know, I didn't read the, any. The I didn't read any of that shit. I figured. Fucking uh, UCB. Oh, my God. I felt like there was like, I had to read Philip K. Dick before I could do improv. Yeah. It's the worst. <laughs> but there's also this guy named Joe Satriani, and he's he's the dude that taught um, the lead guitars from Metallica how to play guitar. And he's a tiny, uh, thin little white dude with he a completely shaved head. Kirk Hammett how to play guitar. He did. Wow. And uh, and he's an incredible virtuoso, but he hilariously is the most sci-fi uh, cyberpunk dude without realizing it. Really? 
So it's time for a title of a famous cyberpunk book or an album by Joe Satriani, a virtuoso guitarist who looks like an alien and taught the guy from Metallica how to play guitar. And his guitar is very Kirk Hammett. His guitar, dude, are you looking at him? Did, no. you, did you Google no, Satriani? No. His guitar is rounded on every edge, and it's chrome. Oh, okay. I think I've seen this guy. Yeah. I think I've seen this guy. It's crazy. Number one, Flying in a Blue Dream. Album or book? That's an album. That is an album. Number two, Engines of Creation. That is a book. That is an album. Number three, this is going to be a quick game. Number three, Shockwave Supernova. That is an album. That is an album. Number four, Black Swans and Wormhole Wormhole Wizards. I would not buy that album. That is a book. That is an album. Number five, (laughs) Dreaming Number 11. That's a book. That's an album. Number six, Echoes of Tomorrow. That's a book. That's an album. Number seven, The Quantum Thief. So this guy just read only Philip K. <laughs> right? Yeah. This is all he did. This is, a, this is an did. album, right? This is a book. Number eight, Crystal Planet. Because there is <laughs> a very weird correlation yes. with rock music uh-huh. and nerds. I will Not say, nerds. You all get what I'm saying. I'm a fucking video his, game podcast. His most famous album is called Surfing with the Alien, and it has the Silver Surfer on the front on, on the cover. That's the cover art. Do I not do enough drugs? Like, no. do you, I don't, I don't, I don't know what I it think is. it's just that we don't do the right drugs. I guess. I like just don't, I don't get it. Some people do drugs because they're like, I'd like less of the world. And these people do drugs because they're like, give me more of this right. world. There's like a person who's like, did you ever smoke weed, watch this movie, and then listen to this album yes. right after? It'll change your life. And I'm like... What did you do to get to this point? Yeah. Like, what did you... Tell me what... To, to tell me the thing you did 10, to, 10 years ago, mm-hmm. then I'll get to this point yeah. with you, basically. You're not talking about the acid you're doing now. I need to see the acid you did way back right. then. Right. The same people who are just like, watch The Wizard of Oz with Pink Floyd yeah. or some bullshit. Keith, Crystal Planet. That is a album. That's an album. Number nine, Super Colossal. That's an album. That's an album. Number 10, Is There Love in Space? It's an album. That's an album. These are all albums except for The Quantum Thief. Jeez. He made so many albums, and they all are cyberpunk How come titles. I haven't heard of him? Because it's not good. Is it not good? It's amazing. Like, it's that thing just regular people can't listen to this shit. It's not. It's music as sport. It evokes no emotion. Virtuosos ruin songs. <laughs> So is Prince? You think like the line is yes. Prince like the line where it's like you Prince even brought up where you're like absolutely the line where you're like you'll bring up some songs you're like that doesn't match at all with Dude, the rest of the song where he's like this is why it should work. I'm like I get that your music theory knowledge is so fucking deep right. and your ability is so incredible, it's so pure at that point. Yeah. that's like I just can't keep up with you. But like, I'm sorry, I don't need to hear fucking sixty fourth note solos. Yeah, over and over and over. I don't need, like, it's the Steve Vai thing. Steve Vai was a dude who went to the mountains and lived in a cabin for six months where he figured out how to make his guitar sound like a flute. And when he came back, everybody went, just hire a flautist. <laughs> it's not impressive that you, like, missed the point of music. Yeah, at all the best musicians, I guess, aren't just populist known. Steve Vai is most known for being in the movie Crossroads about a guitar competition where he where they have to play a Paganini piece. <laughs> He's most known for playing a composer's music, not his own. 
That's crazy. Dude, these musicians are out of their minds. Yeah, I don't. It's all the best guitarists I know. It's just, I don't know what it is about guitar. I don't know what it is about. Maybe, maybe it's because rock music and guitar is like so. It's intertwined. No, I like. There's something about playing a guitar solo, unless it's like so good and you know the person. Yeah. I'm like, fuck you. Yes. Like, there's such a vibe of just like, I'm the greatest. The idea of so self indulgent. The idea of a guitar solo. When was the last time you fucking heard a solo in a song ever? They they're very like hidden without pointing out that they're like the guitar solo or the bass solo or the drum solo. You'll hear like a four bar fill. Right. You'll hear a fill. But like, that was. That was one of those things where we just over machoified everything. It was like the 70s, right? Leonard Skinner, all that shit. It's like, oh, wait till we get to 10 minutes in. <laughs> it's all bad music. Oh, boy. It's all missing the point of music. I hate it. That's fair. That's totally fair. Anyway, this has been some stupid game I made up to point out the fact that all of Joe Satriani's albums sound like he's trying to have sex with an alien while on Earth in Blade Runner. Which sounds like a great movie if I'm be honest it's sounds like bad. a great movie I think he's also been in some movies I've seen him he live. sounds weird enough to be in movies he's okay if 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 uh if Mr. New Jersey's guitar player is in the sopranos I believe you I yeah that's that's fair <laughs> <laughs> if you if you want to get a sense of this musician if you're at all curious what I'm talking about he has a song called circles and it's it's hilarious. Yeah. Just listen to it. Joe Satriani Circle. It just it makes no sense. I did not Google him because that name sounds hard to spell. Uh, final five. Let's do it, Keith. I have a final I five for final you, five and for they you. are all cyberpunk related. Mine are not. Okay. Question one. What do you think Aristotle does most of the day? I think that um, I think that he Googles how to make my plants like me. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. I don't know what Aristotle does with most of his day. Hmm. He's now he's very active uh, uh, politically, which is nice. So mm-hmm. I think that he's out in the streets trying to make his hometown better, which I respect uh, immensely. But I do think that before that, uh, I pictured him next to a lizard that he wanted to like him. Yeah, I just picture him sighing all day. <laughs> Question one to you, Keith: What piece of cyberpunk technology is the freakiest to you? limbs just like like the fact that there's like nanotechnology and cybernetic technology that you can like change your bodies yeah for like are you kidding me like do you want your arms you want to be able to break anything at yeah. any moment like well i guess break anything yeah. at any moment like i don't i don't know what it'll be like for them to mess with humans because that's going to be such another worldly Level, thing yeah. of like no blind people don't exist anymore yeah like that sort of crazy ass technology, which is happening today. People who aren't don't aren't deaf anymore. Yeah, people are working on the cochlear implants. Yeah, where you can see things now. It's like so things are changing. I think that's always going to. You don't. I don't. I don't need to see a bigger bomb. I don't need to see a bigger like weapon technology. It's <laughs> just like it peaked so long ago. Yeah, think about that. Yeah, the nuclear bomb is the reason we don't have World War Three. In theory, the theory of just like. Oh, we'd all be killing each other 
Except that this threat Except there's this over. bomb, so we have to figure out different ways to kill each other the because large, this would be the end of everything. The largest bomb ever detonated was the Tsar bomb, and that was in the fucking 60s, and we all kind of went, you know what, we're good. So to think about that, like, and history-wise, like, almost 100 years ago, the great, the biggest bomb got dropped, yeah. and we've only been making bigger, scarier shit since then. Yeah. And so humanity is, like, the thing that I'm like... Oh, man, you can, like, fuck with a baby before it's even born. What color yeah. eyes do you want it to have? Things like that. Fucking Gattaca is cyberpunk, man. Uh, question to you, Jesse. Mm -hmm. Rate these from best to worst. Stubbing your toe, mm -hmm. having a mysterious liquid from the ceiling drip into your mouth, oh. have a casual conversation with somebody you just didn't want to talk to. Okay. Um, and you know what it is. It's like, yeah, it's I, all day. You're like, I know this person doesn't want to fucking talk to me. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get you. <laughs> It's uh, stubbing your toe goes away the quickest, so that's that's the best. The conversation is second because it has no lasting impact. The fear of an unknown liquid dripping into my mouth will last for weeks until I'm sure that I don't have the plague. To the point where it's like you there's you don't see anything dripping. You just felt it hit your tongue. Yeah. It tasted rancid. You're like, the fuck was that? Yeah, I'm just like, did a bee just shit in my mouth? <laughs> that's my answer. Okay. Keith, what cybernetic alteration would you want in the cyberpunk world? Hmm. You can change your body in any way. What's the funniest thing you could do? It's like your orgasms were like a thousand times better. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I would just die. Yeah, I think so. Wouldn't you just, you're, you would just have a heart attack? Yeah. Because the, the feeling would be so, so intense. intense. Yeah, you just fucking... Or... If that was how I was going to go, if I'm going to kill myself, I'm going to fucking... Come and die in front of someone. <laughs> in front of, not with. In front of. I, uh, I, to me, that's funny because there's the possibility that it's so amazing that you have an orgasm, mm -hmm. and it's so intense that it scares you that you can never have an orgasm ever again. See, you said with. I was thinking like this is for me. If it's with somebody, it's like I'm gonna come. Hold on, wait for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Well, this is gonna be a. This is gonna be a thing. <laughs> That's a real updated version of Romeo and Juliet. No, that right is there. a Black Mirror episode that someone's going to steal from us. Uh, you can only take one thing to space. What is it? Uh, a, sh a ship. <laughs> okay, you're on, you're on a ship with other people. You can only take one thing. Oh, with okay. You. I was like, yeah, I was just one, being launched. I think to in death. space, you can really, like, they let you take one thing, and that's it. And one person brought, like, their NASA jacket from their kid. One person brought their family photo and they put it on the moon mm -hmm. so somebody ever discovers the moon like holy shit humans um i think I this is something that like if we're just assuming the ship just has bare bone necessities and mm -hmm. nothing else i'll bring something that can play music and some headphones oh music yeah good, i like that that's a good I answer i'll bring music because i'm just like listen it's okay. cool to just uh oh, fuck but then i'm like I, all right i want to ask another question yeah we're going to shoot music into space. You mm -hmm. have to choose one album to, like, this was humanity. Um, fuck. You'd be like Miles Davis or the Beatles, I think. Oh, God. It would it would be a live Miles Davis jazz chord. It'd be Miles Davis? I think it'd be live so you could hear the audience interact and... It would have to be a live album no matter what. And I think uh, if you could get like an album that has Coltrane and Davis on at the same time, I'd be like, this is the fucking shit. Mm -hmm. Just so people's like, this is music. Also, this is how it like. I just picture some alien effects. just like 
groove into it. Yeah. Listening, he starts rolling a joint. He's like, whoa, whoa, what the fuck? I was going to say, <laughs> an alien landing on, on Earth and being like, take us to your weed. <laughs> we want to try them jazz cigarettes. <laughs> Keith, which video game would be made better by making it a cyberpunk game? I don't really know because I feel like it's like I got to make the world worse. But I was also thinking in just terms of, oh, man, if I saw a Zelda cyberpunk game. Oh, fuck. That be interesting to anybody? It's every single weapon that you can get is already inside of Link. It's just he has to Unlock find it, things do to download. Like, yeah, exactly. Sorts of shit. He I has would, to get the software to I run I mean, it. that's probably blasphemy yeah. to somebody right now. But that sounds awesome. But considering how everything's just kind of getting ruined, <laughs> just go for it. Yeah. Cyberpunk Zelda. Jesse. Mm-hmm. Best to worst. Okay. Emilio. Kiefer Sutherland. Uh-huh. Christian Slater. Okay. These are 80s dreamboats. Because of Mr. Robot, Christian Slater, far first, away. Far first? Away. Oh, yeah. First. In first. Instead of Kiefer. Instead. Kiefer's last. Kiefer's last. Kiefer's last. Why is Kiefer last? Why would Kiefer be anything but last? Because he's the, stood the test of time compared to both of these dudes. Uh, Mr. Robot. Was not 24. <laughs> I I'm not defending 24. I never liked 24. Did you not like any of Kiefer Sutherland stuff? No. Okay. I never I never got into him as an actor. Because all these dudes are all the, exactly the same to me. Dude, watch. watch I've Mr. seen Robot. Mr. Robot. I'm just saying in terms of they're all, from 1980 to now, Christian Slater wasn't in anything. Okay. <laughs> like, that's Here, what I'm saying. Here's my stance. Mr. Robot. Mm-hmm. Quack, 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 Mr. Ducksworth. Okay. The worst solid snake. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Makes total sense. Keith, name a happy cyberpunk character. I think the sidekick you get in 2077 has been the only positive Is person. That, right? Yeah, because the char- the thing that we watched in Cyberpunk, you have a side character who's basically like the comic relief or whatever. Yeah. And he always seems happy-go-lucky, jovial. Yeah. And the only things that seem happy to me in Cyberpunk stuff are computers. Yep. Because they're programmed to be. They have to be. Well, everything is like the tone of humans is down and the robot's like, how is your day going today? Like, mm-hmm. it's a softer, caring it's, uh, voice. Anna de Armas in the, the new Blade Runner as his projected girlfriend. His, oh, God. Even, oh, my God. Yeah. Even that part. So sad. So sad. God, God guys, go watch that. Um, you want more for me? Jesse, mm-hmm. which children's movie scarred you? Which children's movie should have been a children's movie in hindsight? Because it scarred you. Everybody talks about the, was it the Black Cauldron? Um, what children? Oh, no, there's a real answer to this. Hmm. And I brought it up before uh, on this podcast. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Which part? I was All convinced that giant ants were going to eat me if I walked on the grass. Oh, I saw yeah. that movie when I was five, and then I cried when my parents were like, come on and play on the grass. And I was like, no, I'm going to, like, there's all these monsters out there. So when Rick Moranis got punched last week, you were like, fucking rights. <laughs> when, when Rick Moranis got punched last week, listen, I don't want to give too much away, but my, my hand hurts. <laughs> Can you imagine? I was just, I flew to New York to punch a great actor. As somebody who's been punched randomly in the face in New York City by a crazy person, uh, I feel for you, Rick. Did you? Yeah. Jesus. Okay. It's crazy. People in New York are fucking crazy. You're not the first person I know. It just happens in New York. People are fucking nuts. I would like have anxiety after that. I was like, any person is just going to punch me in the face randomly. Because I'm like, it fucking happened to me. That's fucking horrible. That's weird. Well, Keith, last question. If you lived in a cyberpunk world, what would your job be? 
And you can't say shirtless dancing addicted to floppy disks or whatever. Yeah, I would just be a runner. Yeah, you just drug run? I don't even think it'd be drugs. Yeah. It's just runner is I get to do different things. Yeah. I don't know what situation I'm being put in. This is just straight up theoretical Mm -hmm. because if this theoretical is, then maybe I don't have the same legs I had. Maybe whoever raised me weren't really even my parents. Like there's so many variables yeah that go into it everything's like, up in the air i'd want to make my life as adventurous as possible mm-hmm. so i'd have to be like i want to do whatever my arms turns into a missile launcher can't really get a day job with that <laughs> <laughs> so imagine I, seeing some dude with a missile launcher arm flipping your burger yeah i can't going back in time right since we know everything, we know what's going to be like. Everything's going to be simple. You know so much more than people. That's just going to be like, it'll be the horrifying visual of the sm- not, not visual. It'll be the horrifying effects and living effects of like the smell, how people act towards you, mm-hmm. intelligence or whatever. I wouldn't be able to function. I think I would just have a fucking psychotic breakdown yeah. if I went to the future. And it was like just robots around me or some shit and people like, you have no longer connection to like human connection yeah. anymore. So it's like, what is this? People can take body parts off. You can choose what your kid's actually going to look like when you have them and things like that. It's like, yeah. those are, it's like too much for my brain where it's like, oh, I need to die before this shit goes too crazy. <laughs> fair. Is that, answer. is that like a fair, you know yeah. what I mean? Like just thinking about I, it very realistic. I would go the opposite route. I would go the only way I'm going to survive is if I go full throttle and I just like cybernetic my everything and be like, I guess use me. I'm a war machine. Goodbye. Yeah, I would just do the Star Wars thing or the uh, Blade Runner thing. Just move to the farm and mm-hmm. make whatever thing. Blue milk. I'll make blue I'm milk. A hydration farmer. For everybody. All right. This has been Final Five. Keith, do we have any final thoughts on cyberpunk games? Uh, I think, because I was reading about it, we talked about it. I read that PlayStation says they're going to do another huge batch of uh, sales before, and people are saying, because I keep reading about how there's not going to be consoles available until, like, January. Okay. And it's October 16th today. Yeah, 16th for you guys for today. So... I want to have something to do for the next couple months of yeah. my life. <laughs> like when I'm at home, because we're, we're mostly at, at home. Um, Fauci was basically like, don't go for anywhere for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Don't go to Christmas. Everyone stay where the fuck you I'm are. I'm staying home. I am too. It's been a year since I've seen my family. I will not be seeing my family. So I'm like, I want a PlayStation 5. I want to do something. Yeah. I love painting. I love doing stuff. But I'm like, I just need other shit to do with my time. Yeah, man. I need a new game to play. And I'm looking forward to this. And I just, I think there is a subconscious thing where I get so excited to play a game at the same time as everyone else in the world. Yeah, it's a fun engagement thing. It's like being at a concert. I'm genuinely taking it in at that moment when the time, the timer's done and I played Red Dead Redemption. I was like, this is the most fun. And I want to get that cyberpunk. The moment I can play it, I want to spend eight hours making my fucking character, play it for five minutes and realize I want a different character. My my buddy Andreas is just now playing Persona 5 and he texted me the other day about like the big twist uh, toward the end of the game. And he was like, this is fucking crazy. And I was like, I'm so glad you reached out to me because I know what it's like to hit that twist and be like, I need to talk to everybody right right now. Right. It's that thing of you finally saw that movie and I want to talk about it. Yeah. But everyone already saw that movie 20 years ago, so now it's weird. 
you guys seen Heat? The Jim Gaffigan joke. You guys seen Heat? I want to talk about it now. Yeah, yeah <laughs> 10 years ago. <laughs> Classic. Oh, boy. All right, guys. Reminder to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NewPlayerPod and rate us, review us five stars wherever you're listening to this podcast we've been getting some fun reviews lately from people so oh, those, have we those are those are fun to read y'all are hilarious y'all are funny so we up. appreciate it uh let's make sure we take those alt-right people and make them hide forever yeah from here on out yeah remember to go out and vote 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 and otherwise we will see you next time vote keith jesse this is a new player showing bye goodbye in your flying device, but you also might get typhoid. <laughs> <laughs>